The following is a presentation of the All Andy Alford Network, powered by Anchor. You are listening to Andy on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Bleaker, and Pocket Cast. However you listen, wherever and whenever you listen, thank you for tuning into the program tonight. And you can always be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at all Andy Alfred. It is at All Andy Alfred and Facebook.com slash All Andy Alfred. After a fantastic season in the NHL, we saw history being made as the President's Trophy winning Tampa Bay Lightning being knocked out in the first round. We saw a surprising element in the Carolina Hurricanes last season in the NHL. Moves being made in the offseason have shifted the landscape when it comes to the NHL. But one thing is for certain, the St. Louis Blues are still feeling the Gloria. But of course, all things like the song Gloria come to the end of the road. As Lord Stanley is officially on the run now. As this is the 2019-2020 NHL Preview Edition right here on the Anchor Network. And welcome in to a special edition of the All Andy Alford Podcast Network as this is the 2019-2020 NHL Preview Edition. I am your host, Andy Alford, coming to you from the studios here in Toledo, Ohio, as you are listening to us on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast tonight. And you can always be a part of the show, the All Andy Alford Show, by following us on Twitter. It is at All Andy Alford. It is at All Andy Alford, as well as on Facebook.com slash All Andy Alford. So welcome in. Lots to get into tonight for this special. 2019-2020 edition of the pot of the NHL season preview. Uh, we're going to reflect on last season here first in just a little bit. Of course, you're going to hear some of the breakdowns of some of the teams going into this 2019-20 season. What teams to look out for? What team? What moves have been made by teams? As well as hearing my prediction on the division winners and who will lift Lord Stanley's Cup on come in June of 2020. Remember, this is all for speculation, and anything could happen. Anything can change as well, too, when it comes to this season. I mean, we saw a lot of injuries last year, of course, during the NHL season. We had a lot of pieces that have been moved. A lot of pieces have been made around. But, of course, let's start with what happened in the past. And last year in the NHL was a was a good year for the NHL, in my opinion. Attendance was up 
by 3.8%. Uh, the t- television revenue was up in a lot in a lot of markets, including Columbus, St. Louis, as well as in in Washington, and as well as in the L.A. area, um, in L.A. Anaheim area, uh, for those TV markets, but. The key is that the play on the ice was absolutely fantastic. And it's only going to get better. And looking at last season, of course, you saw a lot of injuries. Of course, we saw that the, the Pittsburgh Penguins were eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. We saw Washington, the defending Stanley Cup champions, being knocked out in the second round to a, to a, a team that nobody but nobody had predicted to be even in the playoffs in the Carolina Hurricanes, absolutely shocking the world. And But the big shock of the world was that the President's Trophy winning team, the Tampa Bay Lightning, were swept in the first round of the playoffs by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Unbelievable setting. And you also had, you also had the Boston Bruins continuing their run and beating up on the Maple Leafs and then beating up Getting getting the job done and beating up Carolina to get into the West Eastern be the Eastern Conference representative in the playoffs, but it was St. Louis, a team that in January of last year was in dead last in the Western Conference. They fired their head coach, they fired their GM, they rallied around this young woman, and honestly, proof that. Anything is possible when it comes to it. Anything's possible when it comes to that. But of course, you look back at the season that was in the NHL, and it was great. It honestly was great. And to see what's to come is absolutely fantastic. In the, this past off season, we've seen a lot of teams make a lot of moves and a lot of pieces have been traded around. It has been interesting to see what's going to happen this upcoming season. So with that in mind, let's take a look at some of the teams that I want to look at. And I know a lot of you that listen to this podcast want me to talk about and give my expert opinion about for this upcoming season. But we'll start looking at around the league, of course, and we'll start with some of the big-name teams. Of course, we'll start with the New York Rangers. The Rangers making the big off-season pickup and picking up former Columbus Blue Jacket forward in Artemi Panarin. And Panarin, his style of play is absolutely fantastic to see on the ice. And he'll be great under the bright lights in New York. And they have him scheduled to be as a first-liner with the second round pick, second first round pick, second overall in Capo Capo. And I think this is going to be an interesting line. You have Artemi Panarin, you have Mika Sabatajet, and Capo Capo in one line. You have Chris Kreider, Ryan Strom, and Pavel Bursreff on, on the second line as well, too. The defensive pairings, the, the fact that New York went out and picked up another key piece in the offseason, and Jacob Truba from the Winnipeg Jets will help out their case. Adam Fox as well, too. He will help out their cause as well. But you also can't count out Kevin Shattenkirk, Mark Stahl, Tony D'Angelo, Brendan Smith, 
These guys are all going to be there. And in between the pipes, it's the Swedish chef himself, Henrik Lundqvist. The real X factor for them is if, if Kako and Panarin and Truba and Fox can elevate this club to getting back into the playoff contention. It's going to be interesting to say the least. But, of course, the goaltending is the big thing in New York what everybody worries about, and King Hendrick will be there. He's still the number one in a lot of people's mind. Absolutely a lot of people's mind. We go from one team that made a lot of moves in the offseason to a team that didn't make that many moves in the offseason, and that's the San Jose Sharks. San Jose coming off of their first-round win against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Really, the loss of Joe Thornton and his retirement is a key thing. But, of course, they went out and got Johnny Brosick and Dalton Prout where they're two big key pieces this past season, but they did lose Gustav Nyquist. They did lose Joe Pavelski. They have lo- they lost Justin Braun and Michael Healy. Haley. But if you look at their first line, you got Kevin LeBlanc, Logan Couture, and Timo Myron is going to be there. And you also have Evander Kane. Now, at the same time, Evander Kane might not be in the starting lineup for the for the Sharks at the beginning of the season after the incident that took place in Vegas at the last preseason game. With him knocking out, touching and knocking, pushing an official. On the defensive core, you have, of course, the number one guy, which is Brett Burns. And you also have Eric Carlson is there as well, too. Brendan Dillon and Tim He will give up some support for both Burns and Carlson. And then between the pipes, Martin Jones is the key factor for them. The X factor is when they fought, when Florida fired their coach, Bob Rubin, according to me, Bob Rubin, Couture quickly went to Twitter urging San Jose to bring him back. And they did. That's going to be a key piece for them. Peter DeBoyer is their head coach. Bugner is the assistant. Be interesting to say at least the last last two seasons as this team has gotten over 100 points. So we'll see what happens with the San Jose Sharks this upcoming season. A team that I am looking forward to seeing the most out of this year and making a lot of good moves this year, I think, will be interesting. It's a team that has a lot to play for, and that's the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leafs have made a lot of moves in the offseason, according or picking up Jason Spezza, Tyson Berry, Cody Ceci, Kevin Grossel. But the, the, the core is still there. Mitch Marner... Jonathan Tavares, Andres Johnson, Austin Matthews, and William Nylander. These guys on the front, on the front in the offensive zone, are key for the Leafs this upcoming season. Absolutely key for them. Babcock has got to use these guys very, very strongly. In the last two seasons, they've gotten over a hundred points. Their defense is what I'm more concerned about. Morgan Riley. Jake Muzzin, of course, there and and Justin Hole are their new pe- are their their core guys. But Cody CC, of course, Tyson Berry on defense. It'll be interesting to see how they do. And of course, Michael Hutchinson's got to be better as the, as the number two goaltender. But Freddie Anderson's got to be much much better, much much better. He played sixty games last year, and faced the most even strength shots as a goaltender in the NHL last season. The Leafs are an interesting case 
But I think they're going to make a move. Make some moves. And could be in the top echelon this season. A team that needs to, that made a big splash as well too in the offseason are the Florida Panthers. Florida making the big splash overall and picking up former Columbus Blue Jacket goaltender in Sergei Bobrovsky, but nobody really is talking about the coach that they hired in Joe Quinville, the former coach of the Chicago Blackhawks. His style, his grittiness can propel this young team that they have. Jonathan Huberdeau, Alexander Barkov, and you can't you, you, you can't count out the the number one pick at one time of Aaron Ekblad. They went out and picked up Brent Connolly, Noel Ursi, and Anton Strawman as well too. But they did lose James Reimer, they did lose Roberto Luongo, they did lose Ryan Lee Sheehan and Troy Bull, Troy Bullmeister. But of course, like I said, the big move is Bobrovsky is their is Florida's clear number one goaltender for the first time in three years. After the stellar performance he had against Tampa Bay, but the lackluster end of his season with the Boston Bruins, against the Boston Bruins with the Jackets, Florida's going to make some moves, I will say this. They had 86 points the last last season. They had 103 in 2015, 96 two years ago in, in 2017-18 be interesting to see how they make their moves this upcoming season. But the Florida Panthers are going to be there. And now let's dive into some another team, of course, the Carolina Hurricanes. The Hurricanes coming off of a runner-up performance in the Eastern Conference Final. Losing to the Boston Bruins. Nobody gives them credit. Nobody gives them credit. And I, I was for once shocked. They picked up some key pieces in the offseason, of course. Former Ottawa Senator and Columbus Blue Jackets player Ryan Dezingle. Eric Hula and Brian Gibson will help out the center core for this, for this Hurricanes team. And James Reimer being the backup to Peter Morazic. That says a lot, too. But they did lose Scott Darling. They did lose Curtis McElhaney. And Greg McCraig and Adam Fox. The key thing for Rob Brendamore's club, who was the head coach, is his rookies. Nikas has got to get a shot, get another shot to play at center, and he he's got he, what I've heard out of camp. He's pretty good, but the Hurricanes are for real, folks. This upcoming season. Absolutely for real this upcoming season. Two other teams before we get to the local teams. And one of them is the Boston Bruins. The defending Eastern Conference champion. Now, of course, Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, and David Pasternak. You can't go wrong with this front line. You can't go wrong with Jake DeBrusque and David Krejci and Chris Wagner. But they didn't go out and pick up that many pieces in the offseason. Sure, they still, but they got an older Zidane Chara. They've got a older, older Tory Krug. 
But they got a young Charlie McAvoy and a young Matt Grizzick. Team's going to be there. And you can't count out Duca. And you can't count out Halak as well, too, being the backup. But they did lose Marcus Johansson, Jamal Smith, Lee Strupneck. But the fat X factor for them is a lack of scoring depth has hurt this team the past two straight postseasons. So that's a priority. And the Bruins and Bruce Cassidy have to be better. They will get better this season. Have them pretty far deep in the in the postseason. Well, we shall see. And now let's take a look at some of the local teams here in the Great Lakes, Northwest Ohio region. So let's look at some of the regional teams here in the NHL. And we'll start with the foremost Western team in the Chicago Blackhawks. A lot of people are saying that the Hawks are for real this year. Jerry Colon coming in as the head coach of this team with a veteran leadership that they have. It's going to be interesting. And they picked up some big pieces in the offseason, of course. One of the big ones is Alexander Nylander, as well as Ryan Carpenter from the former former Vegas Golden Knight player. They also picked up Andrew Shaw coming back to the where the, the, the Tomahawk, as well as Ole Mata on the defensive side of things. But you can't count out what the first line is of Alex DeBrinkett, Jonathan Taves, and Patrick Kane. And you also have Dylan Str- a healthy Dylan Strom, a Brendan Perlini, and a Brandon Sod. The key piece, I think, in my opinion, is their right ringer and Dylan Sakura. He used to play with the Toledo Walleye here in the East Coast Hockey League. I saw a lot of potential with him. And now he's getting his chance in the NHL, and he's a solid player. Solid two-way two-way player. He can play defense and offense. On the defensive side, Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, and Connor Murphy will help out their team this upcoming season. Corey Crawford's their leading number one goaltender, but you can't believe who they signed. The runner-up to the Vezna and Robert Leonard. Unbelievable to get this piece. But they lost a whole bunch of players in the offseason. According, of course, the big one, Arden Onisimov, of course, Chris Kunitz, Cam Ward, Marcus Kruger, John Hayden, Luke Johnson. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. The X factor for the Hawks is the Hawks have been patched and retooled. And well, I would like to see the energy be, see if the energy and the execution levels will follow the consistency. If they do, Chicago will at least have a spot to battle to get into the central, get a central division playoff spot, and possibly even a wild card spot. But I think they're just one year away from that, and we'll hear my predictions coming forward in just a little bit. One other team I forgot to mention in the other in the other uh, segment was the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal, a team that is interesting, to say the least. Of course, Max Domi, Thomas Tatar, Paul Byron. But the Nick Cousins was their big pickup in the offensive front. And Keith Kincaid in the goaltending, the former Columbus Blue Jacket, being the backup to Carey Price. It'll be interesting. 
But the problem is, is that they relied so much on Carey Price that it's ridiculous. The way that they, if the Canadians are good, the only way the Canadians are good is if Carey Price is good. And they need to go back to finding the offensive front. Montreal's got some rebuilding to do, I think, still. But they're getting close. They're getting close, my friends. And it'll be interesting to see how they're going to tool up. Let's take a look at the team that's far east to us in the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, Pittsburgh is an interesting story. Of course, Mike Sullivan still is the head coach there. But losing Phil Kessel is the big move out of the offseason from the for the, the Penguins. And that's really going to hurt this team. It really will. A solid player in Phil Kessel. But they did pick up Alex Gunchenyak. And it looks like he could be playing on the first line with Gensel and Crosby. Of course, Jared McCann playing with Evgeny Malkin and Patrick Hornquist will be something interesting to say the least. Uh, Brandon Russ, Nick Bootstead, and Brandon Tarnoff will be interesting to see how that will work out in the, on the third line with those three gentlemen. Of course, the defensive side with Chris Letang and Justin Schultz, Marcus Pennerson. And the fact that Pittsburgh is already trying to get rid of Jack Johnson is saying something about how bad this guy is. We saw how bad he was in Columbus. He's bad now with it's bad now in Pittsburgh. The X factor with them is how good this team is gonna be without Phil Kessel. And he was the spark on this team. And it goes double with Mulkin. The Penguins have are no longer have the tolerant Kensel warrants on the ice. So they'll have to replace him with some, somebody's going to have to step up with his goal production, his play production, and his leadership as well on, on the bench. And now let's take a look at the local teams. And we'll start with the Detroit Red Wings. And here in the local spectrum, and of course, we're, we do the podcast here in Toledo. Uh, the odds were out for the Stanley Cup, as well as the Red Wings' odds are 75-1 to 1 to make the Stanley Cup, fine, to win the Stanley Cup. And this team is still, I think, far away. I think they are. Yes, picking up Steve Eiserman as your general manager is going to help this team. And it's going to put people back in the seats at Little Caesars Arena. And this is this is the year for Dylan Larkin, in my opinion. I think Larkin's going to have a great season this year. It'll be interesting to see how he does paired up with Tyler Bertuzzi and Anthony Manta again this upcoming season. Of course, Andreas Anta to see you on the second line with Darren Holm and a newcomer for the Red Wings and Valtteri Filippola, the former Red Wing, coming back to Motown. But their third line is just what I'm more worried about than anything else. Sure, Franz Nielsen and Luke Glendening will help them out, but Justin Abelkater, he is so hot and cold, in my opinion. He could be good in some games, and then sometimes, in weeks' time, he is just cold as ice. Philip Zadina, I think will make this team. He'll be a strong player for this Red Wing team. 
And on defense, I think Danny Kaiser and Mike Green will be there good. And their pickup of of Patrick Niedemann and Oliver Kasi will help them out uh, on the defensive side. But Trevor Daly's got to be better, of course, and healthy. Jonathan Erickson and Joel Hickens has got to be better. But the goaltending is what I'm more concerned about. After watching a couple preseason games this upcoming season and seeing how bad Jimmy Howard is, I'd be concerned as, as a Red Wing fan. So I was looking at the backup situation with them. And they have Jonathan Bernier, of course, on the on on the bench being a backup to Jimmy Howard. And I like Bernier. Bernier's a good player. But they have Calvin Pickard as the third possibility. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how he, if they, they give him time, as he's going to probably be starting the season in Grand Rapids. Of course, the Wings did lose Thomas Vanek, Martin Furk, which is a big loss, I think, in my opinion, and Wade Megan, also a loss, too. The, the X factor for the Red Wings is this. Even though Steve Eiserman brought back the veteran centerman and Valtteri Philpil this upcoming season, he was also the member. He also was a member of the Detroit team in 08 to win the Stanley Cup. He scored 17 goals with the Rangers last season and has proven proven responsible middle six pivot. And he'll help free up Anta the CU to be more creative and explode on the wing. But will this, will his experience help this young team out? And of course, four A's on this team. There's no captain still. In my opinion, it is still Dylan Larkin's team to still have him caption, captain this team. And he should wear the C. He deserves to wear the C, in my opinion. And this is a guy coming from the outside looking in. And this is a this is a year for Jeff Blaschel. I'm sorry. If you don't make the playoffs this year, we've given him time after... You guys have given up time after time after time. Chance after chance after chance. And he has not proven otherwise. The Rumblings haven't had a decent coach since Mike Babcock left. Have not had a decent coach. He was given a coup, Blasio was given a two-year contract extension, and the players are still buying into what they're selling. It'll be interesting. They got to also improve a little bit on special teams, in my opinion. Detroit posted an 18.1% on the power play, which ranked 19th overall. While the Red Wings' 39 power play goals last year ranked 25th in the league. So they got to be better on special teams. They absolutely have to be better on special teams. Will this lead to the Red Wings getting back into the postseason? You'll have to wait and find out. And now let's talk about another team in the local region. And let's start with talking about the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, the Jackets are an interesting case. Uh, They went all in last season, and they went all into now all gone. There is no more Artemi Panarin. There is no more Sergei Bobrovsky. There is no more Matt Duchesne. There is no more Ryan Dezingle. There is no more Keith Kincaid. There's no more Mark Latestu. There's no more Adam McQuaid. The Jackets did pick up a good piece at, on the left wing in Gustav Nyquist. 
The Jackets did make that move. And they expect him to be a, a number one player for them. The line looks like this for them. It will be Nyquist, Dubois, and Atkinson. On line two, it's Oliver Bjorkstrand, Nick Foligno, and Alexander Wenberg. Now, Wenberg has to step up. He's been under the radar for the longest period of time as Jacket fans. Jacket fans would know this to the T. This guy has been under the underneath the, the hot lamp for a while. And he's got to get better. He has absolutely has to get better. If he doesn't get better, then we got to get rid of him. I think the rookie Alexander Texier will make this top team. And I think he's going to be an interesting player. I really do. To put him on the same line with Josh Anderson and Boone Jenner would be fantastic to see. Two power forwards in Anderson and Jenner that can be great two-way players for defense can open up the ice for Texier. The fourth line might consist it looks like it's going to consist of Sonny Milano, Riley Nash, and Brandon Dubinsky. And Doobie has to step up to the plate. He's got to be better. Got to be better. Of course, on the defensive pairings, you have, I think, the best one-two combo in Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones in the, all the NHL. I think they're the best. But after that, you have Ryan Murray, who can't keep healthy most of the season. David Savard, that it's hot and cold. Marcus Nuevara. Gabriel Carlson. Dean Kukin. Vladislav Gartov. But the key piece is, like I said, the Jackets didn't go out and make that many moves in the offseason. They rely mostly on their farm system. And I like, the, I like what they've got in Eli Benstrom. He's going to be very strong. Cole Sherwood's going to be there, I think, in, in the long run. The kid out of Columbus who was born and raised. But it, we all look at what this is. the season's going to contest of. Goaltending. This is this is now Jonas's team. He has been back up to Bob for the last two to three seasons, and when he does start, he is a really good player. A solid save percentage for Corpusalo. And the backup is is Elvis Merkinson. He is a 25-year-old Latvian who is who did an absolute f- dominating performance in this, with Switzerland in international stage in the IFC. Absolutely fantastic. Marincic in goal, Texier, Benstrom on the wing, Gartoff on defense. The Jackets will lean hard on these guys, I think. And I think Lenham Foldy, 18th round pick in 2018, has a chance well, but... He's likely to return into the junior league, but the X factor is this: uh, Yarmo Kekalainen opt out not to play apply free agency for a veteran goaltender, meaning it will fall to the unproven Jonas Corposalo and untested Maroon Six to handle the job. If they can replace Bob without much of drop much of a drop off, the Jackets can hang in the pack for a second tier playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. I think the Jackets are going to be an interesting development with them. A lot of people are writing them off as being the, like, the worst team in, 
in the Eastern Conference this upcoming year, besides Ottawa, of course. Ottawa's going to be a terrible team this upcoming season. I don't. That's why I didn't want to dive into the Ottawa Senators this year. But it'll be interesting to see how Columbus will do this upcoming season. Uh, they're getting ready to announce the the opening night roster for the Jackets. We'll probably have that for you on the regular All Andy Alford episode. But tonight, if you are ready and you are got the popcorn set, here now is my predictions for the 2019-2020. Divisional playoff, divisional leaders, the wild card playoff, the wild card spot, and who I think is making the playoffs this upcoming season. So we'll first start with the Western Conference, and we'll start off with the Central Division. We'll go from last place to first. I have in the seventh spot overall the Minnesota Wild. I don't think Minnesota. With their pieces that they they didn't get in the off season, they didn't really go out and got get as much on their team this up this upcoming season. Minnesota, an interesting club. With the only big pickup that they picked up was Matt Zuccarello. They still have Zach Parise and Eric Stahl. Not much factor giving up towards them. I have them finishing seventh overall. In sixth place, I have the Chicago Blackhawks. I think the Hawks are still a year away from making back into the postseason run, but I think it's not too. I don't think it's not quite their year. I think one more year will get them back into the playoff picture. Fifth overall spot and getting a wild card spot, the Dallas Stars. Dallas is a very good team and an interesting team to watch this upcoming season. Dallas going out, making some moves in the offseason, of course, and picking up Corey Perry from the from the Anaheim Ducks, helping them out, and picking up the former San Jose Shark, Joe Pavelski, to play on the same line with J- Jason Dickerson. You also have Tyler Sagan, Alexander Rockcloff, and Jamie Benn all there, and the goaltending ship of Ben Bishop will help the Stars get up wild card spot and make it into the postseason the defending Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues will get the fourth spot and get the first wild card position I think that St. Louis is still good there um, didn't really pick up as many pieces as what we thought they were going to pick up in the offseason and to look at them going forward this upcoming season you know the the they really bolstered their defensive core with uh, Andres Bogman, Jake Dushent, Dushent, and Derek Polin. But they did lose Matt Michael Zaletto and Jacob Jerbrick and Chris Butler. But the, the, the core of Tarasenko, Ryan O'Reilly, and Jaden Schwartz is all there. And Jordan Bennington and Jake Allen uh, on the goaltending front. I think they're going to be fine. I have... St. Louis is finishing in fourth place. Third place overall, though, and making the postseason is the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets have a lot to prove this upcoming season. Losing Jacob Truba, losing Kevin Hayes, Tyler Myers, but they did pick up Mark Shifley and Brake Wheeler. They have and they re-signed Patrick Liney and uh, re-signed Wheeler. My apologies. Shifley, you have Little, you have Kyle O'Connor's, Dustin Bufflin, who is. I don't know if he's going to be there at the start of the season. 
Sammy Niku, Tucker Pullman, and Connor Hellebuck on the on the helm. I think Winnipeg is there. I think they get the third overall spot in the Central. The interesting piece is the one-two combo. I think Nashville is there. Them signing Matt Duchesne in the offseason was a key move for them. Uh, he's going to bolster their scoring expert expertise. But losing P.K. Subban in the offseason, that really hurts the team. As well as Wayne Simmons and Brian Boyle. But Matt Duchesne helps his cause out. And it looks like he's going to be on the second line with Colton Sissons and Mark and, and Michael Gradlin. But the first line of Victor Arvidsson and Ryan Johansson and Philip Forsberg's there. Pecorine between the pipes. And they'll pick up on the defensive side of Steven Sartini to play with Roman Yossi and Makias Eklund and Ryan Ellis will help the team out. I have them finishing in second spot, which means first overall, I have the Colorado Avalanche. Yes, I am banking on the Avs this year. This is the first time I am actually hopping on the Avs wagon. And I know there's some people that listen to this podcast and can't believe I'm saying this, but Colorado's a well-built team. They were a game away in a and basically almost a season away, not a season away, but a series away from playing for the Stanley Cup. After a impressive finish in the 18-19 season, I think they were a win shy from advancing to the Western Conference Finals and possibly even getting to the final, Stanley Cup Final. And they went out and made some splashes, picking up former Leaf Nassim Kadri as well as on the defensive core of Kevin Connaughton. On their defensive side, Landis Cog. You have Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen. The, the second line is Andres Bolketsky and Jonas Korkas. Going to be Dorsky, excuse me. Going to help them out. And... The key thing is Philip Grubauer. Will he stay healthy all season? I think he will. I think this team is a young team, a talented team. I think Jared Bettinar, the former Cleveland Monsters gold, uh, Cleveland Monsters coach, has got his team right where he wants it. I have the Colorado Avalanche winning the Central this upcoming season. We'll continue on the Western Conference swing and take a look at the Pacific Division. Looking at the Pacific Division, starting from the bottom and working all the way up to the top, in last place, I have the Los Angeles Kings. The Kings, an interesting story. I think LA's got some, has some potential, but I think that they're still far away from where they need to go, from where they're at to where they need to go. The Kings really haven't picked up anybody decent in the offseason they lost a lot of guys of course the only big pick they've got Kovalchuk Kopitar and Dustin Brown of course they have Jeff Carter Tyler Toffoli all young old guys Drew Doughty and Alec Martinez getting up in their age the only pick pickup that they got in the offseason was Joachim Ryan Jonathan Quick isn't himself anymore I have the Kings finishing in last place in the Pacific Division. In seventh spot, I have the Anaheim Ducks. Anaheim, a very interesting story. 
this upcoming season, of course, being in the pond in Anaheim. And Anaheim's a team that can be good in some aspects. Sure, they have Ryan Getzlaff and Troy Troy Terry, as well as, as Cam Fowler. But losing Corey Perry and Ben Street really is going to hurt this team. I think that's really going to hurt this team. John Gibson is himself, and of course Ryan Miller being the former Captain America himself in between the pipes isn't himself anymore. I have Anaheim finishing in 7th place. I have the Edmonton Oilers in 6th place. Now, I know I'm going to get chastised for what I'm about to say, but they could be a lot better of a team. And Connor McDavid is a great guy. I, I give him that. But they went out and got chump players to play around McDavid. Sure, they have Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Chassian being at the right wing, but an old James Neal to play with Ryan Newton Hopkins and Joachim Nygaard. It's going to be interesting. Darrell Nurse on the on the defensive side with Oscar Kelvom and Adam Larson. Mike Smith coming over was a big backup to back up to Miko Kassen. Gonna be interesting, but I have Edmonton finishing in sixth. In fifth place, I have the Vancouver Canucks. Vancouver. Interesting story with them. I think Vancouver is gonna be a rebuild for a while for them. Vancouver's team here is a team that is a one to watch. Their future looks very good with Quentin Hughes, of course, and, and and Tyler Madden. But picking up JT Miller will help their cause. Uh, Tyler Myers on the defensive side with J- Jordy Ben. But the team is still rebuilding. It's still rebuilding. I think they're a year away from getting in. At fourth spot, I have the Arizona Coyotes. Now, Phil Kessel coming into this team is a big move for them. An absolute big move for them. And he is going to be the number one guy to play with Derek Stephan and Clayton Keller. You also have Kyle Solberg on the second line to play with Vinny Holsell and Nick Schultz. But their their defense isn't that great. Oliver Ekman-Yarsen's still going to be a good defenseman, but do you have Dalmers has got to be better. Yalmerson's got to be better. Olsley's got to be better. And goaltending-wise, Rantanen's got to be anti-Rantana has to be better as well. Their playoffs are close. They could be a team that could be in the playoff picture, but I don't see that. I see Arizona in fourth place. Third place, it's the San Jose Sharks. You heard earlier in my prediction, I think San Jose is going to be a team that is ready to go. No Joe Thornton this upcoming season. Maybe that will get them over the hump. I have them finishing in third. In second spot overall, I have the Vegas Golden Knights. I think Vegas, an interesting story. This is the third year with the Vegas Golden Knights in the NHL. A lot of people are looking at this team and asking the question is, when is this going to actually start to implode? And when is this team going to, you know, fall off? Fall off and, and, and hit hard. 
the question is when? I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. I really don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Vegas is there. Vegas is a team that can be and should be a a winning contender every single year. Every single year. And the the pieces that they picked up in the offseason, besides losing James Neal, besides losing James Neal is which was a, 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 a key piece to their, to their rebuild, has really, really has, has really settled them down to finding out, to finding out how well this team is going to be built going forward. And for Vegas... You have the goaltending in in the flower in in Marc Andre Fleury. You also have William Carlson that's that's going to be there for them. You also have the key pieces in play in the stylish and fantastic play. Of this young kid. I forget off the top of my head as I'm looking it up right now. In Max Pacioretty. As well as in Paul Stastny and Mark Stone. This team's going to be good. Nathan Schmidt. Sean Theodore. They did lose Ryan Carpenter. And the goaltending of Malcolm Subban and Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be there. I have Vegas finishing in second in the Pacific Division. First overall in the Pacific Division is the Calgary Flames. Calgary is for real, folks. After being embarrassed last year, getting into the playoffs, they went out and picked up one good player and stole him basically from the Edmonton Oilers in Milan Lucic. The team is still built. They made bold moves. They got what they needed. And I think Calgary's for real, folks, in this in in the Western Conference. I have them first in the Pacific. They picked up Cam Talbot on in, as a goaltender, and Bill Peters and his and his staff has got his team ready to go for this upcoming season. So again, the Pacific Division. I have the Kings in eighth, Anaheim seven, Edmonton six, Vancouver five, Arizona four, San Jose three. Vegas 2, Calgary 1. And now, let's take a look at the Eastern Conference. So now let's take a look at the Eastern Conference, and we'll start with the Atlantic Division. We'll start from the bottom and work our way to the top. In 8th spot in the Atlantic Division, I have the Ottawa Senators. I think Ottawa is a definite rebuild. Their odds to win the Stanley Cup is 100-1. to They won't have to give any more trades to um, the, uh, the, the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Brady Kachuk is going to be okay this upcoming season with Robbie Ryan and Colin White on the front lines. Uh, some key pieces that they picked up are Connor Brown, Artem Manisimov from the Chicago Blackhawks, and Tyler Ernst as well. It's going to be peace, but they losing Cody Cece and Zach Smith as well as Justin Falk and Brandon Gibson. 
will be interesting. Nikita Zaitsev will be with on the defensive side for the Ottawa Senators, as well as Ron Hainsey, as well as Dylan Marilano. Uh, uh, Craig Anderson's got to be a lot better, but I have Ottawa finishing in eighth spot in the Eastern Conference Atlanta Division. Seventh spot sees the Buffalo Sabres. The Sabres this upcoming year. Interesting story with them. They have some key pieces. The top prospect for them, I think, coming out will be Dylan Cousins. He's going to have another year, of course, as well as Manton Sampson and Ryan Johnson. But on the for this season, you have Jeff Skinner, Jack Eichel, and Simon Reinhardt will be the number one. Uh, Jimmy Vassy will be the number two guy on the two line that they picked up. Um, the big move, I think, is, and not many people are talking about this, is that their backup could, to Carter Hutton is going to be Andrew Hammond, the former Bowling Green State University goaltender. It'll be interesting to see how he does. Colin Miller on the defensive side, but I just don't think Buffalo is going to be there. I have them finishing in seventh. In sixth, I have the Detroit Red Wings. The Red Wings do signing Valtteri Filippola coming back. Um, it's going to be interesting. The play of Jimmy Howard is going to really matter this upcoming season. This is Dylan Larkin's team. It'll be interesting to see how this team perform. I have Detroit finishing in sixth. In fifth place, I have the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal, the way if if Montreal is good this season is because Carey Price is good. Max Domi's got to be a lot better of a hockey player this upcoming season to be the the number one true guy for the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal, I have finishing in fifth. Fourth overall, I have the Florida Panthers. Bobrovsky, going to be better. It's going to be better this year. And I have them actually as a wild card team. I think Florida is going to be interesting. Uh, they're a young team with Joe Quenville at the helm. I think he's going to help this, this team propel. And with Bobrovsky at the, in the goaltending realm, I have Florida as getting the second wild card spot in the Eastern Conference and finishing fourth in the Atlantic Division. Third are the Boston Bruins. There's not much more to say. I think Boston's going to be there. Second, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think the Leafs are still there. They're, I think, a win or two away from winning the division outright and not having to play the Boston Bruins. But I have Toronto in second spot, which means first overall I have the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, Tampa is an interesting story. Tampa kept everybody. They did not pick up anybody good in on the forward line. Defensive-wise, they picked up Luke Wachowski and Luke Shin. But they did have some help for their backup goaltending to add uh, Andrea Valeski and Curtis McElhaney. But they did lose Anton Strahlman, Ryan Canelan, and Dan Girardi. I think this team won't win the President's Trophy. Be the team in the other division, I think, will win the will win the trophy. And we'll get to that in just a second. But I have Tampa Bay finishing first overall in the Atlantic Division. So again, to recap the Atlantic, Ottawa in last, Buffalo in seventh, Detroit in sixth, Montreal five, Florida with a wild card spot at four, Boston in third, Toronto two, and Tampa Bay at one. So now let's take a look at the Metropolitan Division. 
We'll start with the Metropolitan Division. We'll work our way from the, the worst to the best. We'll start in eighth, and I think it's going to be the New Jersey Devils. Sure, after returning to the playoffs last year in 27-2018, I think the, and the Devils plummeted to, with only 72 points to get the number one overall draft pick in Jack Hughes. I think he will make the opening night roster. But the Devils went out and made some moves. Of course, they still have Taylor Hall. Nico Heischer, and Kyle, Kyle Palmieri. But listen to this. On your second line, you have Wade Simmons, Jack Hughes, and Jasper Brandt. Wade Simmons coming in as a pickup. Jack Hughes, the number one overall pick. Brandt, a good two-way player as well, too. Can open up Simmons and Brandt can open up the ice for Hughes to make some plays. I just don't see it. I, 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 I just don't see New Jersey there. They did pick up P.K. Subban in the offseason to play with Sammy Valentin and Damian Severson. But the goaltending situation, Corey Scheiner's not the number one guy. That's Mackenzie Blackwood that's going to be the number one guy. I think New Jersey's a year away. Or at least two seasons away from making some serious headwind. Give Hughes at least a year to get used to the NHL game and the NHL speed. I think it'll be interesting. I have New Jersey finishing in seventh. In excuse me, in eighth. In seventh I have the New York Islanders. Islanders, great season last year. Went out, did nothing. I think this is gonna be the down year for Barry Trotz. I think the Islanders finishing in seventh are a key thing. Andrus Lee, Jordan Eberle, Brock Nelson, Andrew Ladd, Kyle Cutterbuck on the offensive side, Ryan Palak, Nick Letty, Johnny Boychek, Devin Taves. But the goaltending is what I think. Rob Liner gone. You add in Simeon Varlamov. Varlamov's going to be interesting. You let Liner go to become a Vesna Trophy finalist and an Masson, Masson Trophy winner to pick up Verlamov, who's 31 years old, for a four-year, $20 million deal. Thomas Rice will be the backup. I have, New Jer- I have the Islanders finishing in seventh. In six, I have the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, I think this year the Jackets are going to be a little bit on a downturn. I don't think they'll be dead last like everybody's saying in the division. They could make a run and get a wild card spot. I really think that they could. I really think that they can make a wild card spot. But the shocker to me is this. In fifth spot, I have the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they're not making the playoffs. Pittsburgh, the loss of Phil Kessel is really what's going to kill the Penguins this year. Not going out and making the big splash, in my opinion, is going to hurt this team. In my opinion. They aren't going to... It's hard. I know it's going to be hard. 
Alexander Gonchaniak with, with Crosby and Gensel. Crosby's getting old. Rutherford had to make a statement. They let they let Castle go. It's going to show, and they're not going to make the playoffs this year. I, I do have a feeling of another uh, team in Pennsylvania making the playoffs and getting a wild card spot, and that's the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, the Flyers are an interesting story. The Flyers, with Claude Giroux, Sean Couturier, and Jacob Voracek, they signed Kevin Hayes, they signed Justin Braun, and Matt Niskanen, and you have Brian Elliott and Carter Hart being your top two goaltenders. Carter Hart is an absolute stud. I have that feeling that this team is for real. Elaine Vigneault is going to have his team ready to go for this season. I think the Flyers will finish fourth in the Metropolitan Division. In third is the New York Rangers. I think Panarin will help their team out, and the young stud in Capocaco is going to help them out. And the goaltending situation with, with Henrik Lundqvist will be interesting, to say the least. Second spot, I have the Carolina Hurricanes. Otto, Nylander, picking up Ryan Dezingle, and Kula and Brandon, Brian Gibson. And picking up James Reimer to back up Peter Morazic will help their team. I have Carolina in second spot. And the President's Trophy winner this year goes to the Washington Capitals. Yes, I am banking on the Washington Capitals to finish first overall in the Metropolitan Division and first overall in the NHL with the best record. Now, here's why I say this. Washington's a club that's getting older, and they have veterans, to say the least. Washington is a story on itself. Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Tom Wilson. That's a dominant front line. Backstrom, Oshie, Vera. Big line. John Carlson, Orloff, Kempke on defense. Hopi is the number one guy. Their pickups in the offseason was Garrett Hathaway, Richard Pednick, and Ron Cogatis. They only lose Brett Connolly and Brooks Orpit and Devon, Devontae Smith Pelly. I think Washington's for real. I think Washington wins the Metro and becomes the President's Trophy winner. So again, to recap, the Metropolitan Division, New Jersey 8, Islanders 7, the Jackets 6, Pittsburgh 5, Philadelphia wildcard spot 4, the Rangers 3, Carolina 2, Washington 1 with the President's Trophy winning. So now... With all the divisions set, let's take a look at the playoffs and how it would shape up. So with all that in mind, let's take a look at the playoff situation. 
In the Eastern Conference, the number one pick, the number one team, the Washington Capitals would start the playoffs against the Florida Panthers. I have Washington beating Florida. Tampa Bay would then play Philadelphia. I would have Tampa Bay beating Philadelphia. Toronto playing Boston in the divisional Atlantic Divisional Round. I have Toronto finally getting over the hump and beating the Boston Bruins. Carolina taking on the Rangers. I think that would be a full seven-game series. I would take the Hurricanes in that one. In the Western Conference, I have the Calgary Flames as the number one overall team taking on the taking on the uh, excuse me the Dallas Stars I have Calgary beating Dallas Colorado would then play St. Louis I have Colorado beating St. Louis in the first round Winnipeg versus Nashville I'll take Winnipeg to beat this the the predator the predators Vegas versus San Jose I would take Vegas to get retribution over the San Jose Shark. The conference semifinals would look like this. Toronto would beat Tampa Bay. Washington would take Carolina and get some retribution from last season. In the Western Conference, Calgary would take Vegas down. Colorado in seven over Winnipeg, which sets up the conference final. Toronto versus Washington. I think it would be a good series. Ovechkin versus Matthews. I mean, the leadership in Ovechkin's there, but I think you got to give it a little bit to Austin Matthews and the, and the Leafs. I'm taking the Leafs over the Washington Capitals. In the Western Conference, the Calgary Flames would take on the Colorado Avalanche. Our young Nathan McKinnon team against uh, Johnny Hockey. I'm going to take Nathan McKinnon and the Colorado Avalanche. What sets up this? My prediction for the Stanley Cup final is as follows. I have the Toronto Maple Leafs taking on the Colorado Avalanche for the chance to lift Lord Stanley's Cup. And my prediction is this. I have the Toronto Maple Leafs beating the Colorado Avalanche in six games this upcoming season. Yes, I have Toronto finally breaking the curse and lifting Lord Stanley's Cup this season over the Colorado Avalanche. I think Colorado is going to be a great team this year. Nathan McKinnon and crew is going to be there, but with uh, Jared Bittner being the coach, but I think Babcock will have his team finally set and ready to go. The preseason, you can't count really preseason hockey out of everything but, and how they look. But this team, after last year, I think they're due. And they really are due. I think the nation of Canada will finally get a Stanley Cup champion. And I think it will be the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's going to be an interesting season. Hope you can enjoy enjoy the ride with us right here on the All Andy Alford Network. We do podcasts every Tuesday and Friday 
right here on the Anchor Network. And um, looking forward to this upcoming season. Enjoy the games. Enjoy opening night this upcoming Wednesday as it will be the Leafs taking on the Senators. You have Washington taking on St. Louis. The nightcap sees the Vegas Golden Knights taking on the San Jose Sharks. And the Edmonton Oilers uh, take, no, excuse me, the Vancouver Canucks taking on the Calgary Flames. Until I talk to you guys again, this is Andy Elford saying I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. Game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And enjoy this season of NHL hockey. Talk to you guys again soon. Follow Andy on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at AllAndyAlfred. And on Facebook.com slash AllAndyAlfred. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Alfred Network. Powered by Anchor.